Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the uh, Tuesday, Lori and Julia show. My talk about our seven one everything entertainment. Since uh, tomorrow's Wednesday and we're off Thursday, Friday, so today's Hump Day. Right, right, yeah, totally Hump Day. Yeah, it right. is. I, I like, like this. this math that we're doing for the uh, week. Good. Holly Roberts is in for Julia today. Good show lined up for you later in the hour. We're going to talk television. With Mr. TV himself, Neil Justin from That's the Star right. Tribune. And he just interviewed uh, Jane Fonda, and mm-hmm. the interview had to be rescheduled six times. She's so busy. Wow. She's going to be in town at the Ordway like July 6th. And she's giving a right talk. on the corner, yeah. Yep. Does it coincide with that documentary that came out on I th- HBO last I don't know. fall? All I, right, no, well, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Well, just to sit down and just listen to, to Jane down. Fonda. Fun. We'll talk to him about that, and if you need to be amused... And travel on over to Paris. Donnie's done a wrap-up, round-up. I mean, Celine is still in Paris, but she is really wearing some crazy outfits. <laughs> yes, she is. Oh, we love her for it, though. <laughs> She's wearing today an accordion-pleated dress that looks like, um, remember um, Spirograph? Oh, yes. Spirograph? Sure, sure. That's what that dress looks like. And <laughs> she was rushing to her car and almost slipped and fell and luckily someone gave her a hand but I mean if when you look at her in the last dress it's like (laughs) that is she's wearing art that's not a dress that is art and how lucky is she to be wearing that although I would not want to snag that whatsoever no because it would just completely unravel and then oops oops there's there's a wardrobe (laughs) malfunction yeah yeah, it's a revealing mesh dress, and she's also worn some interesting combination of um, chaps and plaid. And, and leather underwear. And leather underwear. There All was a bathing suit with a, like, with a rubber coat. It's just, I live for it. No sign of Pepe. Yeah. And she's Aww. wearing the tiny little, you know, cat glasses. Yeah. The only outfit that I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't really work, is she's wearing this mini dress with green sleeves, and then she's wearing ox blood translucent tights with white shoes. Oh, that was horrible! And a dog collar. That one, they that's got just like, in the dark. Yeah, that's like how ugly can I look today? Right. And I will meet that challenge no, by wearing this dog collar and these tights together. Oh my word! Uh, um, I don't suppose you're watching The Hills: New Beginnings on MTV. That's your assignment, Lori. You said that you were going to watch that show for us. I. Listen, I knew there was going to be fighting schemes and romances, but they are off to a rockin' and rollin' start. Last night, they didn't drag it out at all. Uh, Stephanie Pratt, you know, Spencer's sister, she's 
home after living in London for 10 years or something like that. She had this party and Spencer invited Perez Hilton because he had been on Perez's podcast or Perez had been on his podcast. And Misha, Misha Barton uh, went up to him and she said at, to the camera, at the end of the day, Perez is nothing but a scumbag. And um, anyway, he, he this is what Perez told her. He said, I heard you were on Spencer's podcast. Oh, so she was. So she was on Spencer's podcast. He said you were very bothered, so I thought I'd come up and chat if you want. I'm happy to apologize. This is how he starts, (laughs) just right off the bat. Oh, like it's so insincere. And then, and then she said, "Well, this bullying that you did for so long to so many young girls, I find it hard to let go. I really do. It was not just about the body shaming you did or outing people who are gay before they're really out of the closet." All that stuff, I, 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 it just doesn't, I don't sit well with people who harm other people. Yeah. And then he started to explain, he just couldn't stop his behavior. And I don't know anyone who goes to Perez Hilton anymore. I go to Perez Hilton if it's a really, 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 really slow slow news day. day. And then going to Perez Hilton for inspiration. But 2007, 2008, that is where everybody went. And he was was rude and he got uh, rightfully slammed for it. Yeah, so he's saying to Misha, I couldn't stop it. I just couldn't help myself. And now Darina Patridge is like, well, was it because of the money? And, And then he said, I say this on my kid's life. I swear if I could go back in time and do things differently i would misha is like really and then he got mad he said i just swore my kid's life and now you're bleeping on me i mean he got so uh, and and uh, yeah it was good brody jenner there's no way he's gonna stay married to this woman he he misses the single life and he's realized his djing yeah, in but, quotes, career. And that he can't count on his father. He said, I was just no. getting to know Bruce, and then Bruce became Caitlin, my dad. Now she's a 15-year-old girl. It's awesome. She's great, but I've learned to expect nothing from her. And the wisest words of the show, uttered by Brandon Lee, who said, I'm the youngest one here, and I'm the most mature and have my act together. <laughs> yeah, when you're surrounded by Spencer and Heidi oh, and Brody Jenner, of oh course Lord. you're going to be the most mature one there. Anyway, that show is, you know, A it's nice delivering refer- on the reality premise. And you seeing are pleased. Everybody. I like it. You I will like keep it. watching. And then we have notable obituary oh. to note. Uh, do you guys remember watching that great football movie, Remember the Titans? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Denzel Washington. Yeah, true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that we first met um, Kate Mara? I feel like she was the cheerleader uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in that. Could very well maybe. be. Not anyway, sure. Petey Jones, who in the movie was played by Donald Faison, yes. he uh, passed away at the age of 65. And that football team, that was the T.C. Williams High School Legendary Virginia State Championship game in 1971. Of course, becomes this movie, and he ends up becoming a security guard at that high school, oh. and that's where he worked until he retired last year. Oh, he was sixty-five. He had prostate cancer, but uh, uh, as Herman Boone, the team's head coach, who was portrayed in the movie by Denzel, uh, worked to integrate the team at TC. Jones was the flirty, you know, presence, and he always mm-hmm. told everybody, "I did not fumble that football." <laughs> That was added to the story of the movie. For drama. For drama. Anyway, so um, 
That is Petey Jones, 65 oh, years old. And if you watch the impassioned plea of the House Judiciary Committee on June 11th, when um, John Stewart was speaking to Congress about the money, t- you know, for all these guys and women that got sick cleaning up the 9 11. Yeah. That guy who sat right next to him, Luis Alvarez. Yeah. Passed away. Yeah. Age of 53. Yeah. Very sad. So, yeah, that just, that happened over the weekend. All right, listen, kids, it is going to be kind of a sports day around here. Excuse me? There's a big soccer game going on right now. We're not giving any (laughs) spoilers. No, no, no. Our story we can't get enough of does involve soccer. We cannot speak of the beautiful game, soccer, without hearing from the one, the only, Andres Cantor, who knows how to describe where the team scores. You guys probably have heard this before. Here he is. Andres Cantor, he's famous for this. Oh my word! <laughs> Woo! Woo. Well, well, we can't beat that. Uh, yeah, we'll here, try. Here's the deal: that soccer match, uh, the U.S. No. versus France, it was the most watched soccer match since uh, last year's men's final. I'm expecting, I suppose, we would all think that the U.S. women against England today, same thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then uh, they made a pivotal lineup change. They did not start uh, Rappenhoe. That oh, Megan really? Rappenhoe. No, she did not start today. Did they say why? Well, they said, Julia, uh, Donnie, I'm going to call you Julia, that she was bent in favor of Kristen Press um, because she uh, is very good. She's a fast, hard-working style of winger on the left, and she will help neutralize England's best weapons. Oh, okay. The right-sided oh. pair right. of somebody, somebody, and somebody, somebody. Okay. Sports. So sports. The Lori and Julia show. The Washington right. Post. are not relevant. But this <laughs> report, report, the Washington Post is reporting that uh, she's not start. The spokesperson for the team says they don't really want to comment. They, it seems like a minor injury, maybe. That's what the Washington Post is speculating. They want to keep it quiet. Not a disciplinary decision. It's oh, just well, a strategy. It a disciplinary it, difference? Exactly. Thing. It's yeah. just a strategy decision all right well here's what the england coach had to say ahead of the game today this is from uh gma this morning this morning a culture clash ahead of the world cup semifinals. england's coach calling out team usa for bad etiquette saying american staff was out of bounds after being spotted at england's hotel not something that we do send somebody around to another another team's hotel team usa says they were simply scouting potential locations to stay in for when they make it to the finals some critics calling that move arrogant in terms of arrogance i think that's got nothing to do with us that's planning and preparation for our staff overnight u.s women's soccer celebrated with a pre-party for all their fans including some very special team vips it's surreal actually it's surreal but i feel so proud Megan Rapinoe's mother, Denise, and Allie Krieger's mom, Debbie. Do you think this particular year is unique in any way? I do. There's just so many movements going on right now for women that are so empowering. Right when you think, okay, two World Cup 
England's coach says the French are now backing England as their second team, expected to fill the massive Lyon Stadium. Team USA needs their biggest fans cheering them on. One local French paper here reports that 20,000 Americans purchased tickets to see the games here in Lyon. Wow. Wow. Lyon. How is it bad etiquette for two people to go to the hotel in England to see the hotel? What does that tell you that, like, footage of watching the games? I mean, I get a little puzzled by that. I can yeah, understand sure if they either. if they were maybe spying on their practice, but it, they well, went to yeah. the hotel, right? Yeah, they, they, and they they weren't at the hotel. It's just not something England would do. It's an unfair oh, advantage. It's not something we would it's do. It's not really etiquette. It's not is done. It? No, it was a hotel scouting <laughs> trip. Our guess, I'm going to Hollywood speak all of this. Please do. And I'm going to say that England must not be favored over the U.S. Uh, they no, U.S. was favorites. That's right. But England's so this very guy good. was trying to like maybe do some, sure. you know, yeah. whatever. Playing some head games. Yeah. But that's a bad... Uh, how is that going to make a soccer player nervous? Oh, you're upset that we looked at a hotel? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come that's on. That's all much ado about nothing. It, it really is. But I just was just like, oh, wow. They really... they. I mean, you know, remember they got the rude celebrations a couple weeks ago because they had the Against. ghastly nerve to celebrate every goal that they well, got. Okay, don't get me started on that. Why? Did you think that was bad? I thought, you know, when you're beating a team that badly who's no match for you, you got to, after, when it's 5 6, let's, the sportsmanship, in my opinion, let's bring it down a little bit. You're you're obliterating okay, this team. Yeah, you don't have to be no, cheering Johnny, when the, the 11th no, goal is no, scored. No, no, this okay. is pro I didn't soccer. Think, I didn't cheer think, all you want. It helps. I mean, I, I don't get the cheer police. You're celebrating too much. This is, would we ever say that to a football player or your I mean, they get fines if I, they do certain things. my guys. opinion. I thought at, at one point it was bad sportsmanship. You're beating the hell out of them. You don't need to jump up and down like you just scored the first goal of the game. Oh. You were outmatched. I say jump up and yeah. down and do a cartwheel and then have some fireworks go off. <laughs> We disagree to disagree. Right, how do you feel about it, Holly? Do you have? Uh, were you clutching your pearls? Do you I was think that was just not terrible? clutching my pearls. I didn't think it was terrible. It was they were excited. It was in the moment. Like, but to Donnie's point, I can see where like, a little much. But at the same time, I'm not here for the cheer police. If you're excited about something, do it. and if it's in the nature of celebration and not rubbing it in the other team's face, see that's my point. I then, believe they were rubbing it. In the but maybe they space. were. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or maybe they were like, hey, we need to get every goal we can because remember that I know, works in the, the playoff. And now right. they spygate at the hotel. Not only are they mad that they sent an administrative assistant and somebody else to look at a hotel in England, um, they uh, the coach has also accused the American team of being arrogant. Oh, well, we've heard that all yeah. along, you know. Well, I, th- I feel, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, that's any team that's <laughs> they're call- winning. They're calling it across the pond, Spygate. The tabloids have already called <laughs> Spygate. Spygate is what is going on. While the match is going on, I hope USA oh, well. kicks their butt. USA! Yeah, because really, I'm sure that's helping them so much. Um, well, the second half of the match is happening right now. So yes. they are playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, they are. Okay, so we won't... Yeah, that we that will game speak, started at two, so... We will speak not no, of what is happening. we will not. I almost fell over. Casey had it on the DVR. He's getting into the soccer fever. Oh, about the soccer fever, if the United States wins, this weekend's going to be crazy. Well, this has the U.S. ever won? The women's, have they won before? Oh, yes. They have before. Oh, yes, yes. Because yes. I know they've gone to the the finals yeah. or whatever. But it's exciting. I, I'm totally on the bandwagon for this. Abs- Wasn't paying attention a I month think, ago. I think Stephanie March was in. Donnie, you were gone. Holly, you were not available. And she filled in. And it was the day that the soccer, because it started like two and a half weeks ago or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to be preoccupied until July 7th or whenever it ends. Something uh, like that. I think that's the final. The, the final that is match. The final she match. Said, I'm so yeah. into Sunday. the soccer. Yeah. So anyway, but oh, uh, footy? Uh, by the way, the, fi- uh, the FIFA, which is, you know, the FIFA, FIFA sorry, yes. they dictate the hotel arrangements. If the U.S. De- defeats England, the team will be required to move to that hotel. Anyway. Correct. So this was much yeah. ado about nothing. Trying to create controversy and distraction. Yeah. Of course. But yes, yeah. that's what I was going to say. It's yeah, psychological games. It really uh, is. Yeah. It really is. And if you wonder who you could see if you happen to be in England. If you want to see more London. balls in England, you can go to Wimbledon. That's I beg right. your pardon? You can see that. You can have that going on. But Brad Pitt is in London right now. Oh, He's, what is he doing? Well, he had an after-hours uh, tour of London State. London's Tate Modern Museum. Oh, how fancy of him. I know it. And I love this, that his uh, people have said, remember, Brad turned to sculpture as a way to help recover from his messy split with Angelina Jolie. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He's always been an art nerd. He's always been into this stuff. I mean, if Brad Pitt ever said, you want to come over, I'm going to throw some clay around my potty <laughs> meal or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. who wouldn't go? And he would probably be literally doing that, though. Yeah, that'd be all right. You'd be fine? You'd be right watching him? Like ghosts. Okay. Like, like ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> you know? Did you come up behind him like they did? Uh, the and put the hay in <laughs> all of it. All of it. Oh, let's... let's. Oh, my I don't know. Lord. I've never done... I've never <laughs> taken a potting class or ceramic. I did try it. You did? It's really hard. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it is. It's, it's real. I was terrible at it. Yeah, because you see these beautiful vases and mugs and bowls, and you think, oh, that looks so beautiful. I wonder if I could do that. And then, and then it spins around everywhere. <laughs> This was a just an uh, it was a group activity. No. no, it was in Northeast Minneapolis. There was a place where you can go and try attempt to throw a pot. Yeah. I should have just thrown mine against the wall. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Last time I did pottery was a pinch pot. 
in elementary school. What's a pinch pot? It's where you take the clay and you literally pinch oh. it because you're so unskilled yeah, that that's yeah, all yeah. you can do with right. your little nubby fingers. Right. Okay, that's funny. That's so <laughs> cute. I was thinking, what is the the one thing I remember making, like in kindergarten, was the clove apple that you'd give to your bring home. So you'd get an apple and you'd stick it with cloves and then you'd put like netting around it with a bow and then you'd give it to your mom as a ornament or a sachet Aww. set. Aww. That's sweet. Do you know how long it takes to put those little, uh, you know, savories in the apple? Savories in the apple? Probably took all morning. Oh. <laughs> Alright, listen, when we come back, which hot young Hollywood guy will play Elvis in the new Buzz Lorman movie? We've got details on who auditioned this weekend. Lerman uh, has been auditioning some of Hollywood's brightest young hunks. And now we know who made the shortlist. So last weekend, he filmed a group of actors and a decision will happen by next week. So here are the contenders. Ansel Elgort, the Fault in Our Star guys, Baby Driver. No. No. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Denied. Okay. Done. Next. Miles Teller, who we're about to see in Top Gun Maverick, and who, remember, nearly got the lead role in La La Land after being brilliant in Whiplash. And I will say this about Miles Teller. He does kind of look like Elvis. He's tall. He's got the hair, kind of the sleepy eyes, full lip. And even though he can give off douchey vibes sometimes, he can act. He has, to your point, Lori, I struggle getting past those vibes. Those with, vibes. But yeah, with Miles Teller, I really, really struggle. But he can with act. That. But he can act. Yeah. No, yeah. That, I agree on both fronts. He can act. So, so he's... he's yeah. okay. the eyes. It's the eyes. It's the Look eyes. at the eyes. His eyes are... They're Elvis. They're Elvis. Okay, so no. Uh, by the way, Adam Lambert is not on this list. Okay. No. Here's no. the other person that uh, Boz Luhrmann um, screen tested. I've had a crush on, I love this guy, Austin Butler. He was in Zoe 101. He was in the Carrie Diaries. He dates Vanessa Hudgens. He's tall. Uh, I get you know, it. He has he has the lips. He has the lips. Yeah, we're going to see him. He's going to be a name when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood opens. He he's has in a that role movie? in this movie. And uh, so, um, and then the, 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 the last... But not least, and possibly the most intriguing, Harry Styles, mm. who, of course, I want him to play Mick Jagger, but he did break into acting in the movie Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah. and but I don't know that I want a British guy to play Elvis. No, Save it for uh, no. Mick. Yeah. Save it for the Rolling Stones movie. Did you mention Aaron Taylor Johnson? He's also in the running too. Oh, he is. He's I, British. Okay, and he you, he's been he was in the first Godzilla movie. He also played John Lennon, Lennon and, in Nowhere Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, Lennon's British. I yeah, know. he's British. He's oh, out. I, Aaron Taylor Johnson's hot though. I know he he's is. He's hot. I know. I just saw a picture of Miles Teller and Elvis side by side. I, I'm telling you. Wow. No. Yeah, I, I tell you, he's got he's, he's got the look. Got, no, he's got yes. Elvis's height, uh, hair, yeah, eyes, yeah. and lips, and I hope this has the blessing of the Elvis Presley estate. I, it, 
only Please. I feel like it would have to. Yeah. If Boz Lorman is doing this movie, who directed Moulin Rouge and The Great Gatsby yeah. in Australia, yeah, sure it's does. going to be fantastical. All so. right. Well, Donnie, we'll see. We're going to know next week, so we'll keep All our right. eye on well, that story. So you two are go- for Miles Teller. Yes. I, I, really, I really am because... He looks the most like Elvis uh, of all of these guys. Yes, Austin Butler, they could color his hair. He's super hot. Uh, You know, can he sing? I don't know. Are they going to be lip syncing? We don't know that. I mean, I love Harry Styles. I mean, it hurts me to say that I don't want him to play. It's the wrong part for him. We can say that with love. All right, so we'll see. I'm going to keep. Okay. We're we're going to follow that story because I'm very intrigued about that. But no, Adam Lambert. Sorry, yeah. he's going to have to play Elvis in a Reno tribute show. Now, did he's you know better that, than that? <laughs> did you know that Ansel Elgort is going to be in Spielberg's reboot of West Side Story? I did see him, and that's how we do. I guess yeah. he can sing. Yeah, I feel like eh, Ansel Elgort Ansel, is fine. You get West Side Story. He doesn't even look anything like Elvis. No. 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 And nothing. All right. So Melissa McCarthy, you know, the number one question after the news broke uh, was about Melissa McCarthy playing Ursula in the live action remake of Little Mermaid. Well, she can sing. When she did something, did she do something at the Hollywood Bowl? No, she was on Barbara Streisand's duet album and she did Julia and I's song. Anything you can do, I can do better. I remember that. That, Oh, I I mean, even though Julia and I were given that song, they're like, well, you're really singing this song because it's not really that much singing. But she did do that uh, cover with Barbara Streisand on her last album. Queen Latifah once posed as Ursula for an Annie Leibovitz portrait and she looked kind of amazing but um lizzo who is not hiding her desire um uh to be the purple witch octopus i hope that they now melissa mccarthy is not officially cast as ursula variety and all the other places were reporting that she's in heavy negotiations to play this i hope that disney at least takes a look at Lizzo and and just, but I feel like that yeah. there's such a big conglomerate yeah. that they're going to be like, okay, we're not going to go with the cool, we're not going to go with the of now casting for this. Uh, yeah, because I'm not sure I buy that Melissa's the best candidate for that. And right. It's not a promising start to Little Mermaid, which is probably one of the most, you know, people really love that one. Yeah, they Even do. Even I love that one. <laughs> because I had nieces and nephews that were like that age whenever that, when when did that come out? 89? 89, yeah. It was, yeah. The, it was mm-hmm. the beginning of the resurgence of Disney oh, animation. The Disney renaissance yes. started with The so, Little Mermaid. Do you want to hear Melissa sing? Yeah, let's hear her sing. Okay. Really? Any part you can play, I can play better. No, I can play any part better than you. No, you can. Yes, I can. No, you can. Yes, I can. No, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Any love you can get, I can get bigger. I can get She's fine. any love. Yeah, I yeah it's good. Only. I mean, I get why they had us sing that song for sure. You know, I, we all do. <laughs> yeah, it was giving me a wavelength. I was like, oh, I remember this song. Oh, well, I, you know, one can hope that Disney is open to suggestions from the internet. Uh, that would be so 
amazing. That would be amazing. And it really, it really. But they would. did release some pictures. Speaking of Disney today, of the voice actors for the quote-unquote live-action Lion King movie, they're really quite stunning photographs. Oh There's gosh. Donald Glover standing across from from Simba, Beyonce, Beyonce. and Nala, oh. and then the young children who were playing the young versions of those characters. And Idris Elba, I believe, is he, no. Who's doing Scar? Is it Idris Elba? I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't think it's Idris Elba. No. It op- that movie opens next week, though. Oh, dang, it does. I think it, it, it opens, and that photo of, uh, of Beyonce and Nala is just, it's, it's so cute. I'm wondering if Beyonce will be doing any press at all or if it's just going to be insta-posing. Uh, that would, like, her doing any kind of pressers for yeah. that? Uh, Chittawell Edge of Four is playing. Oh, yes. Star. yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I, you know, I would be shocked if she did any kind of sit down right. interviews for this. She doesn't really this. need to. The movie is going to just do amazing. It, it's just going to be a blockbuster really good. movie. It looks really good. I'm concerned. Okay, what are you concerned about? I'm concerned. Now, because, and I'm being real snobby here. Okay. Because the animals in this movie, to me, look too realistic. And when animated things look too realistic, it's off-putting to me, where it's like, oh, this actual lion looks like an actual lion. And so then it's just uncomfortable. But I want to hear the new cast sing the songs. Yeah. So that's where I think it's going to be successful. The reinterpretation of these songs by this cast yeah. is going to be awesome. And I think Beyonce is a new song on the soundtrack, so she doesn't really need to do any press, unfortunately. All right. I know. I, did, I don't know if you guys looked at the release. Disney released a second trailer on Frozen 2. Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> little, little kids everywhere are excited I about know. that yes. one. I and know. I bet parents are too because they want to quit watching the first one. Yeah. yeah. We I need lo- new songs yeah. to sing for the 500th time. I, I love what my daughter-in-law does. She uh, The movie, she's, my kids have never seen all of Frozen. It ends at halftime. Yeah. The movie's oh, over. Look, there's look, Olaf. The movie's over. Oh, surprise. Oh. <laughs> so they've never seen the That's whole thing. Thinking, like yeah. That. yeah. Isn't that good thinking? Yeah. <laughs> but really, that is a great, uh, those are some great photos that they released. And Beyonce did take to social media. That was That was her post. The Beyonce Instagram with Nala. Oh, so she released she, that. She, so she mm-hmm. is finally because that's how she's doing her promotion. Because I feel like a lot of the, the secondary characters and the people who play them have been doing a lot of social media press. But now that we're getting closer to the release date, Beyonce will probably slowly be interacting. So with Donald us. Glover is going to be Simba. Yep. Yes. And okay, yeah, I see what you mean about the animals looking exactly. Are those like supposed to be animated animals? Yeah, well, they look real, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they look so real. That's why it's misleading to call it a live action reboot because it's not really. I mean, this is just an updated CGI version of The Lion King. Yeah. People are in a frenzy over this. <laughs> they really are. Fandango, Fandango is reporting that based on the first 24 hours of its pre release ticket sales, the movie is outpacing any other Disney re- reboot of any of their animated. Classics, and it's been directed by John Favreau, mm-hmm. and he did the Jungle, Jungle Book. Book, yeah, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I'm not really sure. I might have said that. I don't know if it does open next week. No, July 18th. It has its premiere next weekend in L.A. 
So two weeks and, from now. And then yeah. opens wide on July 18th. So All right. Good. There you go. Okay. Uh, and if you don't want to know what's happening in the soccer game, don't go on Twitter. Just don't go on the internet until you're, you're no, in just, a safe space. That's right. With your DVR. <laughs> right. All right. Listen, we come back. We're going to talk with uh, Neil Justin, a media uh, critic for the Star Tribune, when we come back. And I don't want to be I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You can never come too close for comfort. I had to cut my, cut my off. She being stuck. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Sunny Tuesday afternoon. Yay. Yay, finally. Uh, we have Neil Justin joining us from the Star Tribune. How are you, Neil? I'm good. How are you two? We are good. good. I It was fun to see you at Bob Newhart, but man, was that disappointing, the muddy sound. Yeah, I could barely hear, uh, and I thought it was just me. No. But, uh, I think uh, uh, three-fourths of that show was people leaning over and asking their seatmate what he just said. Yes. Um, so I, I kept expecting them to fix it, um, but uh, they, didn't. they never really did. I know. That was, I mean, it was such a thrill to see him, and I did hear, like, maybe yeah. half the jokes, but I got shushed by another lady because I kept asking another lady, what did he say? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just, it was, we wanted to hear him. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad, and... and you know, that whole thing, I think uh, maybe it would have been more interesting if there had been a Q&A with him, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Uh, he's so quick-witted. And he I is. know you had a chance to talk to him, and, and so did I before he got here. And he's got great stories, and, um, you know, I think that material, some of it is pretty dated. I, I would have preferred maybe some sort of panel discussion or a roast or a Q&A, kind of like what Carol Burnett does. Right. Um, that would be fun, so many, yeah. So many good stories rather than those old party jokes, but it was still a kick to see him. Yeah, it really was. Do you think that comedy fest will come back? Well, they'll do a second second year of that? They've said they're coming back for sure. Okay. And uh, they're already talking about little improvements they can make here and there. Um, so I thought for a first year there was a lot to be, uh, you know, uh, commend them for. Um, but I never really felt like a festival, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think um, they can make some steps to, well, we, I wrote a story today that made some, some I read it, it was good. You had good suggestions. Yeah, and we'll see if they follow, you know, if you look at what they did in Nashville, uh, they're in their second year there, second or third year there, and it does seem to be making steps toward more of a festival feel and more diversity and so on. So hopefully Minneapolis will follow suit. Okay, all cool. right, so over the weekend, your story uh, ran, or maybe it was Friday, with the interview you did with Jane Fonda, because she's going to be in town uh, July 6th at the... Correct. Is she at the Ordway? 
She's at the Ordway. Ordway. Okay. I, Fonda is so busy, right, that a phone interview with, with her was rescheduled six times. So when you finally did talk to her, was it fun? And, or had you even had you talked to her before? I had uh, talked to her briefly, like after a panel discussion mm-hmm. for Grace and Frankie. But that was the first time, sort of a formal interview. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's Jane Fonda. Yeah. So uh, I love talking to people with uh, long careers and have, have stood the test of time. But uh, folks like that can also be intimidating. And yeah. certainly she doesn't suffer fools gladly. And, and you know that coming in. So you got to do your homework. You can't wing it with right. somebody. Like her. And I had plenty of time to prepare because uh, uh, they kept uh, postponing it. And uh, <laughs> there was uh, very limited time with her. Uh, but she was terrific. She's very honest and direct and, um, you know, uh, said some things that surprised me. And like uh, I'm looking forward to the event. She talked about the movies she thought that were terrible. What, what uh, were like what? Uh, there's a movie called Sunday in New York that she, um, you know, uh, can't believe that people still ask her about. She spoke about another movie she did that can't remember the name of it that I'd never heard of that was pretty terrible um but you know she um she has her opinions uh, as you know she's not shy about them and i'm sure we'll see a lot more of that on 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 saturday yeah so she's is that all a q a thing and are you the moderator <laughs> i'm not moderating okay. it. um i'm not sure who is and i don't know how much of it will be uh q a with the uh, audience uh, the way they're billing it i i got the sense that there'll be ample opportunity for uh, people in the crowd to uh, to pop up and ask questions. Uh, although I've, I've heard that, Lori, you are not allowed to ask no. questions. Oh, they, Listen, they've you seen know your work on the on the SAG red carpet. Uh, and, Neil, uh, they we were offered to interview Jane Fonda, you know, a phoner, and you know, coming uh-huh. in early. And Julie said we should totally do it. And I said, who's going to prepare? For the interview, because you can't, like you said, wing it with Jane Fonda. Right. If she's giving you 10 minutes or whatever, you better be prepared. I said, I, I don't, and she's like, oh, fine, because she knew. that. Oh, just even the slight the, risk oh, of having Jane Fonda like, call no. you out for a bad question is just best no. to admire yeah. from afar. So this event that's happening at the Ward, uh, the Ordway, or, uh, the Ordway, excuse me, is just more of a Q&A, kind of a retrospective on her career oh, in cool. the cinema. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, you know, it, it's it's being billed as about the cinema, and uh, you know, I'm sure that some other stuff might come up. But I think it'll be fun. Look, there's plenty to to ask Jane Fonda about uh, in her long life that she's led, and um, there was a terrific HBO documentary that oh, covered that all that. Oh, that was so good. I think it'll yeah. be interesting. I'm hoping it's an evening that just looks at the film work. I think that'll be fun. Um, and, and stays away from some of the other political subjects and so on. And just look at that body of work yeah. as an actress. I think, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, you know, stories behind on Golden Pond and Clute. And I was surprised that she still had, uh, still considered Clute to be one of her best works. Is said, you know, it is about a, a hooker. Right. Um, she did win an Oscar. She did win an Oscar for that, uh, but I was surprised she still had great things to say about it. Because um, I'm not sure how well that film uh, holds up. I'd be curious to watch it again. It's, sure. 
It's been a while, but it should be a fun evening. Yeah, cool. okay. And well, did you explain to Julia who Jane Fonda was? She did know <laughs> who <laughs> Jane Fonda was. <laughs> but Julia's busy. She doesn't have time to keep up on what's going Yeah, you know. You know. Okay, so what do you? what's on TV right now that you just think is really great or people should watch? What are you watching? Oh, boy. Uh... Well, um, you know, it's all about the landing on the moon. I mean, in the next few weeks, we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff to celebrate the 50th anniversary of man walking on the moon. And um, as I'm discovering, talking to a lot of people of a certain age, that event doesn't mean much to them. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I know Donnie was, was uh, you know, actually covered that story. I did. I was uh, yeah. 37 years old at the That's time right. working for CBS yeah. News. Yeah, no, but I did watch it. I was a, I was a t- young teen. Well, Neil, are you watching Big Little Eyes? Are you a fan of that? Because I think David E. Kelly is just crushing it with his uh, screenplay from the little novella that Leanne wrote for the second part of this show. I'm still not. I, I've watched the first three or four, I yeah. guess. I, I'm not quite sure why we needed the second season other than to see Meryl Streep. Well, uh, I don't quite get it. Um, it seemed like something that was a one and done that was a really a well done mystery miniseries with something to say and this seems like purposely stretching it out to take it. It is, and we are glad for it. We wanted to go <laughs> okay. back to Monterey, see the clothes, see how these ladies are living with their lies and in their beautiful homes. Oh, yeah. And how are they dealing with it? Well, a hot summer show that's making its debut over the holiday weekend, Stranger Things season three. Neil, mm-hmm. have you had a chance to preview any of the episodes because the marketing for this season is out of control. So many product placements for this show. Yeah, and uh, that sort of measures the fun it has. I've seen the whole season, and I have a piece on David Harbour, who plays Sheriff Hopper, uh, was in town last week, and um, I've got a piece on him running tomorrow. And uh, I would say the season is is a little ickier. Um, There's a lot more goo and gore. But it's more fun. It's more fun. There's more knots to classic films. Um, There's a whole subplot with New Coke and... Uh, you know, reminding you of the ice cream parlors that were a big part of that era. And uh, there's so many references to old classic films. And, you know, there's a romantic banter between Winona Ryder and David Harvard that will remind you of all that stuff that took place in Romancing the Stone. And uh, those romantic comedies that seem to have disappeared now. Yeah. Um, so I would say this season is, is a lot more fun, especially if you're a fan of 80s, uh, fan of 80s pop culture. Um, there's not sort of a reach for a deeper meaning like maybe there was in the first couple seasons. Just a ride. Um, in, in many ways, this was the most uh, enjoyable of the three seasons. Okay, cool. and I'm, I'm curious, are you in or out on the Kevin Bacon Showtime uh, series City on a Hill? I'm in based on the first couple episodes. Um you know, it's not quite as good as I hoped. It's not The Wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't capture that sort of urban feel as well as uh, so many other terrific series. But it's not bad. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think the dialogue is good. I think it's um, good characters. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'll finish it. Okay. What about you guys? I, 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 I've only watched the first episode, and, you know, I just all watch Kevin Bacon and really anything. I love him. But I'm also curious your take on Euphoria on HBO with Zendaya and what age you tell people 
you know, for their kids to watch it. You know, teenagers. Uh, I would say uh, you should be at least 37. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donnie, in 1969, you, you could have watched it. it. Yeah. Are you liking Euphoria? I mean, I think it's kind of wild. Not really. Not really? I, I think it's trying to, it, look, it, it, I, I don't have any kids that age. Yeah. Uh, but I find it really hard to believe that uh, teenage the teenage years are that dark. I, I mean, I, it's I, really. I, I think it is, Neil. I think we're getting a real window into teenagers, and I am concerned and worried for them based on this show. Neil, we got to go. Thanks, Neil. Okay, take care.